there was truly a great scientist called David Bohm. He even worked with Einstein and other greats of his time. He was in the same league. All the great scientists of his time loved him. But the science establishment gave him a tough time. That is why he is not so well known because he considered this possibility that maybe that there could be a non-material cause. He started having dialogues with J. Krishnamurti and his colleagues warned him. He might lose his stature in the community for just talking to a spiritual man. But all David Bohm was trying was to figure out a way, a bridge between the two great approaches to modern science, theory of relativity and quantum physics. But he was isolated by many scientists, not the legends, just because he considered the possibility as a hypothesis. I call that very unscientific. Now let's look at this most beautiful fight between two true masters of science, also great souls. You will know if you study their lives. They lived and did most of their work during the Second World War. Albert Einstein and Niels Bohr. The aim of Tantra and physics in science is to understand nature, how it works. In Tantra, we have an experiential approach and in science, we have a numerical approach. Scientists approach it like this. First, they start with an assumption. Like Aristotle assumed the sun and stars went around the earth. Newton assumed just the opposite and then proved it. Once he proved it, there was no doubt that it was not an assumption anymore. So science works like this. <clears throat> Sometimes assumptions are proved fast. Sometimes it takes centuries. And many times they are proved wrong. It's a continuous process. Now, one of the great assumptions that science made was determinism. That means everything has a cause. And in order to find a cause, you have to assume a cause first, then prove it through maths and then through experiments. If events were not determined by a cause, we couldn't have predicted anything. Einstein also had this approach. <clears throat> so when he gave theory of relativity, he said, in the universe, space and time is like a fabric, like a spring mattress, for example. Once you stand on it, it will dip down. Similarly, space-time curves because of the weight of the earth that makes any small nearby object go around it if it has enough speed. If it does not, it will simply get pulled in. And so the moon revolves around the earth just like a fast-moving ball would rotate in a circle 
around the dip on the mattress surface. This approach, his E is equal to MC square equation, works perfectly well for big objects in the cosmos. But they do not work for small particles like the proton and electron. Here quantum physics works very well. It gives a completely different picture. Quantum physics says electrons and other subatomic particles behave differently. They disobey the laws, the laws of relativity. <clears throat> the moon could be a little closer to the earth or farther. Depending upon its weight and speed, it is allowed to be anywhere. Quantum mechanics say that an electron revolves around the nucleus, but it is not allowed to be anywhere. It can only go around in discrete orbits, specific orbits. If you increase or decrease its energy, it will not smoothly move to a different ob ob orbit. It will wait in the same orbit till it gets sufficient energy to jump to the next orbit, which is fixed. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have a barbecue tonight and you have everything except potatoes. If you go to Einstein's Relativity Vegetable Mart, you just fill your trolley with as many potatoes you want, say 6.35 kilos or 8.67 kilos or any quantity at the counter. But the man will just multiply how many kilos with the rate per kilo and bill you the amount. But if you went to a Neil Bohr quantum vegetable mart, potatoes will not be freely available for you to choose. It will come in packets of 1 kilo, 5 kilos, 10 kilos, 20 kilos. So you will have to pick up 10 kilos. You do not have an option. Einstein and relativity theory sees the world as continuous, which is how we experience the world. If you throw a tennis ball in the air, it moves smoothly and continuously in a nice arc. But when an atomic particle moves, it is not so smooth and continuous. It will jump from one orbit to the other. This we do not experience daily, mostly but at a subatomic level, it happens. To this day, scientists use theory of relativity when they want to make calculations for a satellite's trajectory in space and use quantum physics equations to calculate the different electronics of your mobile and TV one for the macro world and the other the micro world. But the fun part of this is relativity theory believes in determinism. Everything has a cause. Every event can be predicted. Quantum theory says you cannot be sure of a particle's full nature. If you measure its speed and mass, its location, you cannot be sure. And if you measure its location, 
you cannot be sure of its speed and mass. This is called the uncertainty principle. It was given by the legend Heisenberg. Einstein was not at all comfortable with this. On top of this, another legend, Schrodinger, said that a particle can be at two places at the same time and worse. If you keep a measuring device or a recording device to see it, it will act as a particle. And if you do not see it, it will act as a wave. Even now it sounds crazy, isn't it? So the quantum physics legends were Schrodinger, Heisenberg, Paul Diart, and the legendary Niels Bohr. And Einstein was on the other side. Einstein blew his top. He said, God does not play dice. He said, prove it. Niels Bohr's response to Einstein is funny. He said, God not only plays dice, but does not even know which way it will roll. <laughs>